How long gone is here? It is I, me, Chris Black. You're back in LA, right? I'm freezing. What's up? Oh, baby. As I jogged down Melrose today, I saw a beautiful picture of Harry Styles above the Gucci store on Melrose Place, and I knew I was home. Grammy-nominated artist Harry Styles. Grammy-nominated artist Harold Stylish. But yeah, I mean, we've gotten some requests because the Grammy nominations came out just this morning. Um, and you know, we should go through that quickly before we talk to our, our guests who are also in the music business, but yep. so I, you know, I don't know where to start exactly, but I guess I'll start where the New York times started. Um, and that's with uh record of the year. So we've got, uh, uh you know, ABBA, <laughs> uh, Adele, Adele, Beyonce, Mary J. Blige, Brandy Carlisle featuring Lucius, Doja Cat, Steve Lacey, Kendrick Lamar, Lizzo. Yeah, and Harold Stylish. So this is album. This is record of the year. Record of the year. None of this really tickles my fancy too much. I mean, nothing's worse than Kendrick Lamar, Lizzo, Brandy Carlisle featuring Lucius. Not really my bag. Mary J. Blige is dusty. Break My Soul by Beyonce did grow in me. Um, Abba, I've never heard the song. Adele, I love, but I have to give it to our dog Steve Lacey. I hate to say it, Bad Habit might be the best song on the list. Yeah, so it's confusing when they call it record of the year and not album or single, right? I guess they're trying to yeah preserve that kind of old speak, or whatever. So yeah, I I would agree with you. It's got to be Steve Lacey. It's the only song out of this bunch that had like a good story behind it it was it's it debuted at number 100 and slowly rose thanks yeah, to our story. friends over at tiktok <laughs> you guys over there in china rock uh don't don't do anything with my special data please <laughs> and and it's also like you hear the song come on and it is an odd funky groove that is not normal for 2022 and it's actual music with guitars and and drums and it's weird and artsy and it's also the catchiest song of the year. It just is, it is what it is. Yeah, when I describe you, I, I like to say you know funky and weird as well. It sounds like you're descri- mm-hmm. it sounds like you're describing a a, a wine, but you're actually describing uh, Steve Lacey. <laughs> uh, but album of the year, more of the same, except we got Bad Bunny in the motherfucking mix. You already know. Mm-hmm. And although I don't listen to Bad Bunny, I, his his uh, status in the world is so large that I feel like he deserves it just for that. I don't know how Coldplay made it on here um that feels like <laughs> a, a psyop in 2022 coldplay literally makes like music that's not even good enough for elevators at this stage but they used to be so sick they used to be so sick i guess sick is not the word for it but it was a big guilty pleasure coldplay i mean we got the songwriter stuff too we don't want to get into that here that, that, there's too many names on these things yeah it's it, this is it's it's the same shit as instagram when your dumb little friend does a little photo shoot and they have to list <laughs> Like oh, and Catering. here's the here's the tag here's the Instagram at of my friend's mom who waited in the car while his son her son did the PA work like you, they list everyone except for the model that's what's wrong with this world and same thing for for the for the fucking Grammys it's like okay so God did is nominated for the song of the year for DJ Khaled which he didn't do anything on it obviously ever no that's not true Khaled Khaled is listed <laughs> so God did. Which is a great song by Tariq Azuz, E. Blackmon, Khaled Khaled, F. LeBlanc, Sean Carter, John Stevens, Dwayne Carter, William Roberts, Nicholas Warmar, DJ Khaled, Rick Ross, Lil Wayne, Jay-Z, John Legend, and Friday with two Ys. What the flying fuck? I mean, that's what it takes. To- that's a ton of metal to make that Grammy for every one of those people. The thing about looking at this songwriter's list is I think Bonnie Raitt should win because guess who? guess how many names are on her song? 
Just one, Bonnie Raitt. That's right. So let's just give it to her. Off rip, Bonnie Raitt should win for having uh, having only only one credit, her own name. Now, but best new artist is where we're going to have to get into it, Jason, because we got your girl Anita, <laughs> Anita, another Spanish language superstar, known hottie and and bottom uh, for Frank Ocean, Omar Apollo, mm-hmm. Dami and JD Beck, never heard of him. Mooney Long, never heard of him. Samira Joy, never heard of him. Big Lotto, <laughs> you already know where my vote's going. Yeah, I mean, whenever I see Lotto. Name listed. It's this. It's the same thing for me as when I see Chinatown Market change her name to Market. <laughs> we're still calling Lotto Mulatto, and we're still calling Ch- Market Chinatown Market. Okay. Don't forget. Don't forget. I wasn't. I, I was there. Main Skin, who I don't. Um, they wear too much makeup for me, and I lived through the darkness in uh in the early aughts. <laughs> so I'm all good. Toby Nuweek, I don't know. Molly Tuttle, I don't know. Wet Leg, yeah. Okay, um, mm. I got to give it to I got to give it to Big Lotto for me. I mean, she's the only one that's inter- yeah. she's the only one that's interesting. I mean, I like Anita, but I can't understand the words. Right, right, right. Maybe if it was Grammys in Come to Brazil Grammys, that'd be one thing. But also, I'm I'm sure in Brazil or Sao Paulo or wherever Anita is from, she has been you know a, a best new artist for the last ten years or something like that. You know, yeah, she's already been beasting in the underground. Let's skip ahead to dance, dance electronic recording, so I can get DJ Them Jeans to weigh in on this important. Okay, uh, break my soul by Beyonce, Rosewood by Bonobo, and that's not the khakis dealer. That's with no s. <laughs> uh, Bonobos. Don't forget my love uh, by friend of the show Diplo and friend of mine Miguel. I'm good by David Guetta and BB Rexa, who's a psyop. Uh, intimidated, <laughs> K Tronada feature. feature industry plant her and on my knees uh rufus two umlauts do soul <laughs> of course of course i've heard none of these songs i'm gonna vote for k <laughs> k tronata because he's the only cool person on this list uh i feel like diplo wins enough you know like in life diplo wins a lot in life <laughs> he's having sex with four different chicks a day he's rich he can surf he, he puts a lot of pictures uh on instagram where his his shirt is off because he's so confident in his torso yeah um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna have to give this one to to our boy Catronada. He doesn't need the hardware. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Um, one thousand percent. The other songs. Oh, oh, whatever. Oh, and I don't even like Catronada is a, is boring for me, and but so is everything else on this list. So if, well, whatever. I mean, David Guetta in 2022. Yeah, I mean that's on, crazy. Guys. What's going on? Our right, best rock performance. Let me get into my little fucking. Bag. I don't know how we didn't. There's uh, I don't know. That's a whole other podcast. But there's. You know, we we didn't get any Fred again on there. I don't even care about Fred again, but something. Well, guys. I think I think Fred I think Fred again's album might have missed the cutoff. You know, release wise, is oh, my yeah. guess. Yeah, bro. Uh, best rock performance: um, Brian Adams, "So Happy It Hurts," "Old Man" by Beck, "Wild Child" by The Cursed, "Black Keys," "Broken Horses" by Brandy Carlisle, "Crawl" by Idols, produced by friend of the show Kenneth Beats, mm-hmm. uh, "Patient Number Nine, Ozzy Osbourne featuring <laughs> Jeff Beck. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> uh that's <laughs> crazy and holiday by turnstile um <laughs> patient number nine ozzy osbourne featuring jeff beck is absolutely like <laughs> the fact that th- there's like a covid truther special on the best rock performance um <laughs> is cool i like that but I'm, i can't give them my vote um turnstile i i want to like it more than i do because i like it as a concept mm-hmm. um so much and i think it's so cool how big they are um but i'm gonna have to just vote for idols because i want kenny beats to have the hardware and the stew yeah i'm going with idols as well they put on spirited live performances when you see them live but also like you know all those bands that we lit like who who listens to any of that shit like ozzy osbourne and jeff beck like we're old and we didn't even know that came out. Like 
who who listens to this music? Literally no. Like, who listens to Ozzy Osbourne's new music? He can he can't even walk. He's just like no. He's the he's and like yeah. Let's let's throw him another Grammy. It's hurting. Best rock album. Dropout Boogie by the Black Keys, The Boy Named If, Elvis Costello and the Imposters, Idols, uh, Mainstream Sellout by Machine Gun Kelly, Patient Number Nine by Ozzy Osbourne, Lucifer on the Sofa by former guest of the show Spoon. Mm-hmm. Again, Black Keys, one of the worst bands of all time. Elvis Costello is an over the hill legend. Idols is, again, Kenny Beats, so I'm going to go with that. Mainstream Sellout by Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> I don't know if I could consider that a rock album. Um, I don't know what the words are to describe that. That is a, uh, that is a mall, that is a, like a hot topic album, I guess. Or- the Spoon album, honestly, is pretty good, but it just sounds like Spoon so much that I just can't. I don't know. It's still not turn my camera on spoon, so I can't get that excited about it. Mm. But, but 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 last before we get to our guest, we got best alternative music album. We've got We uh, by the Soft Cancelled Arcade Fire Band. <laughs> um, we've got Dragon New Warm Mountain. I believe in you by Big Thief. Friends of the show okay. uh, canceled because of their stance on Israel, but I think they're going to come back from that. <laughs> uh, Friend of the show Bjork, mm-hmm. her new album, uh, Wet Leg, and then Cool It Down by uh, the Yeah Yeah Yes, yeah, which I do actually like. But I mean, obviously, I got to go Big Thief. I'm I'm a thief head through and through, and um, mm-hmm. they they just no one's doing it like they do it, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't really I don't like any of these albums really. I mean, I guess the Yeah Yeah Yes one's pretty good, but. Come on, what's going on here, guys? Come on. I guess I'll give it to the Big Thief. I mean, I love Big Thief, but that new album didn't really grab me. Didn't grab me by the peepee, and I'm never going to listen to Arcade Fire. No, listening to Arcade Fire, except for a couple songs from the early albums, is is bad. But I've seen a lot of people going to the shows, which looks sold out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, good for them. Good for Pitchfork. God did <laughs> DJ Khaled best rap performance. We got God did. We got Pushing P. Free Gunna, mm-hmm. uh, Free Young Thug. Uh, we have F and F. Let's Go by Hit Kid and my girl Glorilla. Memphis Stand mm-hmm. Up, and of course we have the Heart Number Five by Ventriloquist Operator Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> this one's very easy. This is the only easy category for me, and I'm going. I'm going yeah. Hit Kid and Glorilla on this one. Obviously, <laughs> what the fuck we got to go push. We got to go. We got to go push and peak Glorilla. Although I'm a huge fan. Um, unfortunately, actually, Alex was saying the album doesn't deliver quite the way the singles do. If you could be surprised by that. Well, luckily, this is not best rap album and it's best rap performance. No, you're right. You're nobody right. on you're God right. did does any performing. Doja Cat is, I don't know, whatever. Push and P and, and it's a good song, but I don't think it's, it's a performance at all. It's, it's somebody who's taking a nap yeah, it's, after it's, too many York 30s and they yeah. put a microphone in front of your mouth and like, say, Say just whatever comes to your mind. They're like, yeah, but it, it but it created a, a more. I know I understand that you're focused on the category title, but I do think Push and P created a cultural shift. But I think Glorilla kind of did the same. What is what does rap performance mean? I don't I don't know. Like Jason. there's album, there's song, who and knows? Performance, who knows? But it doesn't the, mean live. I mean, because I know I, I know Gunna and Young Thug ain't doing a, a lot of shows. The <laughs> yeah, they ain't doing, they ain't doing, <laughs> they. <laughs> They they ain't got the TikTok phone in jail, but um I think that uh I think that we we'll wait for our invite to the show you know before we really get into it yeah um but our guests today uh also are in the music business um even though their name sounds like uh, something that I go to often to get my Drake shirts pressed dry cleaning uh is joining us today on how long gone their new album Stump Work on 4AD 
uh, is out now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got some great artwork and some great uh, lyrics and other stuff. And they're British, so we know they're cooler than most of our guests. That is correct. And um, yeah, they're they're just one of those weird bands that kind of just grips you and grabs you. There's really nothing else like it. The vocal style. I, I was doing some Googling about the about the word that you used to describe the way that that kind of like talk and sing songy situation you know what i'm talking about yeah i mean it's a, it's kind of something from a different era a little bit it's so like post-punk to, i don't know it, it's like if you're in the mood for it it really hits and i think it's hard for a lot of people to digest that being said i mean obviously they've broken through in a pretty big way it's called spreckgeschang spreckgeschang why are you talking why are you talking like that uh, I believe it's a German phrase or term for the style of talk singing that appears in contemporary pop, rock, punk, punk, and alternative music since the '60s. It can go anywhere from Bob Dylan to the oh, B52s to okay. Sonic Youth, okay. Slint, Cake, Not, the Hold Steady, and the list goes on. Don't bring up Slint. We don't have time for this. All right, let's um, let's yep, give right. let's give dry cleaning a jingle and um, see how the pints are tasting. Hey, Jason, we all know there are things in life that you have to compromise on. You're eating at restaurants you don't want to eat at all the time to appease myself and others. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to your health, health, there's no compromise. So don't go back to that one doctor who used your appointment to catch up on the latest headlines, their family group chat, their crossword puzzles, just because they're available right now or because they take your slightly sketchy insurance. Instead, check out ZocDoc. The place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your health. And you can search by location, availability, and insurance. So literally no compromises here because with ZocDoc, you've got more options than you know. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors very close to you and instantly book appointments with them online. Just like when I'm looking for new shoes on my sites, you can filter specifically, see which doctors take your insurance, located near you, maybe find a doctor that's far away from you for personal reasons you don't want to disclose. I use ZocDoc, and you should too. Go to ZocDoc.com slash howlong and download ZocDoc for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash howlong. ZocDoc.com slash howlong. How Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh-oh. And internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with considerably less shedding. Thank God. Take the first step (laughs) to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long? All one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got Raf on the nut. <laughs> Dot com promo code how long. That's Nutrafol.com. 
promo code how long the best way to learn a language immersion living where the language is spoken and using it every day but if that's not in the cards this year you can still learn a language the second best way and that's with Babbel. One in five Americans uh, have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off your list with Babbel. Chris and I are going to the country of Georgia in a month or so, and they have a very unique language. And I will be using Babbel to try and just get a little bit of action so I can know how to order my, uh, cold, my cold brew lattes and things like that in a way uh, that's actually science-based don't spend hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Use Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons. They're handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new lingo in as little as three weeks. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash how long. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash how long, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash how long rules and restrictions may apply Babel. tom before we get started we must talk about um your animated gif uh zoom profile picture oh, yeah. <laughs> and what compelled what <laughs> what compelled you to do this and are you okay um yeah i'm absolutely fine thankfully uh that's actually that was made by flo's boyfriend many years ago there's a guy called Pedro. We used to live together. We went to an exhibition. I can't even remember where the exhibition was. And there was these giant ants and I was just freaking out. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, just, I, I actually didn't know it animated. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't animate for me. Oh, yeah. It's, w- it's wiggling. Your tongue, your tongue is dancing. I didn't even know that you can have an animated GIF as your Zoom avatar. Right, exactly. I'm so. assuming this guy called Pedro is some type of computer hacker or something to, to <laughs> pull something like this off. Yeah, he's, he lives on the internet. He's not a real person. Yeah, he's not. Same, same. I think every band or group of friends needs one of those guys. Yeah, you need one of those guys. But I will say that the I, I'm I'm... I'm not personally feeling attacked, but I'm just going to put this out there and warn you that the 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 kind of motion of your tongue could be seen as suggestive by some. <laughs> um, so I just want I just kind of want to flag that for you. I'm loving it. <laughs> That's more of sheer terror. But I think if you come and see us live, ever there's quite a bit of tongue action, but it's more along the lines of gargoyle esque <laughs> than anything. So so you guys do stump stump work and, and tongue work. I wouldn't say you'd ever see my performance and think it was sexually suggestive. I think it's much more sort of psychopath. Okay. I try mine to be sexually su- suggestive. I just think I fail really miserably at it. We've all we've all been there. But I think you know <laughs> rock and roll can be sexy, but even if your genitals are covered by a bass guitar or a or a stratocaster, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. There still can be some thrusting and some other moves movements uh as a man on stage that kind of lets people know what you're what you're feeling absolutely i mean that lewis has got that side of things covered there is no there's no need for me to get involved with any of the hip thrusting i'm more sort of yeah like i say um unhinged vibe (laughs) (laughs) you say that where where, where were we the other day like you tricks and I was dancing around on stage, and it's one of those nights where all my dance moves were kind of landing. And then I tripped over and fell into my pedal board, and then had to spend the rest of the set pretending to trip over like it was a dance move, like it's this new, really kind of modern kind of dance. Oh, I understand. I understand. So you took you took you took the trip and you made it your own, and no one was the no one was the wiser. Yeah. Is what yeah, you're yeah. Saying. There'd be like a Miles Davis quote about make a mistake and do it twice or whatever. We keep repeating it. Yeah, just use that. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
This is a this is a good idea. So I like does this. that mean there are di- there are days when you're on stage where you're just kind of you're wiggling around and it and it clicks and it works and it feels better than other days? Just not the music or the performance, but just the dancing. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> for me, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. That's cool. I like it. Yeah, it also depends what I've been doing. Like, if we've been sitting around all day and I've been drinking, <laughs> then it tends to be the most unhinged. Mm-hmm. If we've been hanging out or we've done some, we've seen some nice stuff that day, and we've been hanging out with friends, and maybe I've had a smoke or something, you know, like the devil's lettuce or something, and oh. that's much more, that's much more groove orientated. Then I'm not like, okay. I'm not really going for it quite so intensely. That's more sort of. I'm just kind of standing fairly still, actually, and just bobbing my head a little bit, you know, that kind of... Just having a bob. I've also realized the surface of the stage uh, changes my dance moves as well. <laughs> Sometimes the mm. stages are quite slippy. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where was that festival we played where it was raining onto the stage? Oh, Helsinki. Jesus Christ. That was, yeah. That was lethal. <laughs> <laughs> Not Helsinki. So you're saying you guys are in Helsinki rocking the crowd, and, 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 th- and it's probably, what, like afternoon? Yeah, it's maybe about five in the afternoon. No, no offense. No offense. No offense. I just know that, you know, I know that, you know. I assume you guys were opening. Harry Styles goes on at midnight. You know, you guys technically, you guys technically still play with Morrissey, even if you go on at three in the afternoon, he goes on at midnight. <laughs> it still, it still counts. Well, know? I mean, we'd actually played the night before with Duran Duran. So, you know. Whoa. Okay, big dick. Oh, yeah. All right, damn, oh, yeah. bro. Shut me down then. <laughs> damn. All right, dog. Shit. So that's the level, guys. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so so hold on hold on hold on let let's let's come back to Helsinki now were you hand picked by the lads in Duran Duran to kind of open for them in a large sized venue it was just us and them damn uh, in at a, a castle in York <laughs> shit yeah uh, Simon Bond's a, a big music fan and uh, got in contact asking us to play with them and then we got to hang out with them he came into our dressing room yeah. between uh, our set and their set and knew all our names wow. that's an old school pro and you don't I I um, I yeah, really re- I really respect that and I'm sure you guys aren't that level of pro you know and you don't have to be because you're not kind of an elder statesman you will be though you're well on your way to doing stuff like that when you're old those guys I they they were really cool actually they were really really nice they seemed much once, once you actually meet them they seem way they seem way more in on their own joke than you think they are you know what I mean mm. yeah they seemed they seem to be laughing at themselves very happily, you know, and I think that is a good sign. Yeah, I would laugh at myself happily too if I was extremely rich and had an amazing <laughs> a- amount of <laughs> amount of sex. <laughs> I've spent decades yeah. having sex with whoever you please. <laughs> Talking about old pros, he knew all our names. We said those guys about the rest of the band. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I think that also says a lot. How was the how was the Duran Duran crowd when you were opening for them, or did they open for you? It was an interesting crowd. There was a lot of. Uh, flags union jack flag t-shirts and clothing uh, mm. uh union jack clothing yeah rose wine uh, <laughs> so you're they saying were, they were actually very nice they were actually a very nice crowd they didn't it's one of those things where you look into the crowd and they're not giving you anything off and you're thinking oh this is tanking yeah and then actually when you walk around later people come up to you go oh that was absolutely that was really great brilliant set absolutely massive <laughs> set man massive <laughs> set <laughs> yeah Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I guess it, that kind of could apply to what style of music is being played, perhaps. 
you guys aren't have you don't have like these kind of Calvin Harris crescendo moments. Where, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't yeah. go one, two, three. Uh, excuse go. you. No, you're, yeah, you're wrong. I'm sorry, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I haven't seen you. No before. one. Your your press guy did not send over uh, the remix album that I was told I would get, and, and I'm waiting for the David Guetta uh, dry cleaning remix. So you guys just let me know when that hits the inbox. You know how people see our show and how I imagine our show is very different yeah. in my head I'm really sexy it is these big one two three four drops right <laughs> that's what that's what it is on my head when I'm on stage okay that's good that's the way it should be <laughs> yeah that's I mean when now when you're up there in front of that many people and they're giving you nothing do you just have to close your eyes and get into your own bag and and feed off your own energy and know that this is going to be okay or do you have some struggle moments it can be a struggle but I think I also I noticed something about myself recently we saw um some good friends of ours in a band called Giller Band from Ireland. Mm-hmm. And we saw them at a festival in Poland and I was watching them and I was thinking, this is one of the best things I've ever seen live. But I was standing with my arms crossed and my jaw open like I was catching flies in it. Like, <laughs> like, so to them, I must have looked totally bored. I was, I was absolutely loving it. So you just have to realize at times, yeah, you're part of the problem. Yeah, I'm part of the problem. <laughs> I try to I try to nod my head and bop around a little bit to let my friends and family that are on the stage rocking know that I'm enjoying it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's very kind yeah. of you. I'm a, I give back. Well, only only if I'm AAA and I'm standing literally on the stage. Uh, if I'm actually forced to stand with the crowd, then I am looking pissed and annoyed, and they haven't given me any drink tickets or anything. <laughs> so it's a little bit of a it's a little bit of a status thing for me. Right, right. The one thing I've realized. I can see a yawn a mile away. Yeah. Doesn't matter how big the crowd oh, yeah. is. Oh, yeah. Played with, you played with Interpol earlier this year. 20,000 people. I saw every, Especially if it's me. I saw every yawn. <laughs> Where did you guys play with Interpol? In like Mexico? Yeah, yeah, good guess. <laughs> we we had we had Paul we had Paul on the show. We have some other friends in common. I'm just we're just like, bro, why are you guys so fucking big in Mexico? And it's kind of like inexplicable. Like everybody has a theory, but I don't think anyone knows why exactly people are drawn to their kind of dark vibes. The closest theory I could get to is that um, people in South America love guitar music, rock music mm-hmm. more than you think they do. They love goth stuff. They, you know, I mean, Mor- Morrissey is huge oh, yeah. in Latin America. Yeah, 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 huge. yeah, yeah. And so I think they just love the whole you know 80s kind of miserable indie rock thing <laughs> makes two of us nation and me <laughs> exactly i mean in the in the arena when interpol came on i don't think i don't know about lewis but i've never seen a show like it that the crowd sang every word Damn. Twenty thousand people singing every interpol song oh it's, it's true they were screaming people are crying and passing out yeah. like it's a michael jackson concert in 85 it's true it's tr- screaming how do you that i mean that makes sense but how do we explain brazil though because that's sort of the, <laughs> yeah. it's a similar energy in terms of like that rabid fandom where people go crazy and obviously you have received come to brazil comments on your instagram posts i'm assuming <laughs> but like I, I think there's it's there's less rhyme or reason or predictability like like carolyn polacek just played there i, I just saw on she has the number one song in the country. Wow! Wow! And we would and we would Damn, never know. Really? Like she's yeah yeah yeah. She just played some some big festival there, and she posted like like ab- like above Beyonce and all these other out. Like she has the number one song in Brazil. Wow! And she doesn't have a whole lot of guitar going on unless it's like some weird shit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> some elfin <laughs> elfin squire playing a ukulele or something. It sounds like you guys you guys are really a band's band. It sounds like you're getting picked out. You're getting plucked. 
you know, by all these old heads to kind of share the stage, mm. that must feel feel good. But who's the dream? Because, you know, for me, it's like, you know, I like Duran Duran. I like, you know, I like Interpol. But, you know, I'm trying to personally, I'm trying to open for the killers. Or right, right. Of that stature. <laughs> yeah. No, a real band. Yeah, yeah, yeah a real band. Yeah, kind yeah. of. You know. Oh, fuck you guys. Quite early on, we've had a few bands that we're a fan of. I think before we even, from like the first EPs, before we even released the first album, who were fans, like Iggy Pop was quite early. Damn. Played lots of our songs in one like DJ set. Yeah. He played us up four times and then was just reading our lyrics out. He said our names once. Do you remember that, Lewis? He read our names out. <laughs> <laughs> Do I? I've got it saved on my phone in my favourites. Yeah. <laughs> I play it for my family every Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> play it for myself every night. <laughs> when that voice said my name, I like welled up. I was like, what the fuck? Oh. Like, that's insane. Did he say full names, guys, or did he, or yeah. is it just? Oh, yeah. yeah, he's really he's really pushed us on his show. He introduced our names to all these listeners. And- I've heard about this show. I've heard about the show. Is it like a serious XM thing? Like, where can you hear it? It's on BBC Six Music. Yeah, BBC Six Music, which is probably the largest alternative radio station in the UK. Yeah. Oh, look! Don't don't get it twisted, bro. We're very familiar with BBC. Okay, we've had Zane Lowe. Oh, we've had okay. Zane Lowe on this podcast. Um, so uh-huh. okay. I don't want to stunt. Um, he didn't mention you guys, mm-hmm. but like we didn't bring you up either. So that's kind of <laughs> our bad. <laughs> I could, do you know who, um, can I name drop out of, uh, uh, someone who's a fan of us, which, um, which was amazing. Please. It would be our honor. Um, l- last, last, last year was at a festival. It might have been Latitude. And our booking agent was like, you all need to come here and sit down. And we were like, okay. <laughs> so big trouble, we went into like, the, we, yeah, well, that's what we kind of thought. So we went to the catering tent. And he was like, sit down. And he was like, just received an email from Grace Jones uh, saying that she's a fan and she wants you to play her Meltdown Festival in London. Wow. That was a big, that was a big one. Yeah. Wow. I still haven't got over that one. The fact that she knows how to send an email is also pretty, pretty <laughs> impressive. I kind of wouldn't take her as Of course it... she does. She shucks her own oysters. Have you not heard about this? <laughs> no, what the fuck no, are you talking about? I did about? not know about this. On her rider, she has like a dozen oysters unshucked. So is that the right term? So she wants to shuck them herself. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is correct. Unshucked oysters. Cause she, I don't okay. trust you motherfuckers shucking my oysters. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So you're telling, you're telling me Grace Jones pulls up to, let's just say, use your words a, a festival in poland for example and she's like i need a dozen well fleets on ice and a and a small knife and she's gonna do it herself because she, oh, she, she carries she carries her own knife that's a good point that's a good point yeah. <laughs> if you know anything about seafood i don't know anything about seafood i thought i did but i don't our sound guy grant he's from a, he's from adelaide in australia he is of the same opinion he carries his own shocking knife as well as fresh as you can get those oysters hold on hold you know, on your sound guy has enough time oh, yeah. on the road to shuck his own oysters. You guys need to be working this guy harder. Oh yeah, he'll fucking he'll fucking go and sw- he'll fucking go and catch him in the sea as well. He'll fucking Australians are built different, Chris. They just yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I I I would like to get. I mean, like we 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 do like live shows for our podcast, and you guys are are playing live, you know, big festivals and things like that. But you've played a lot of kind of smaller pub gigs and things like that. Yeah, and we know how. Like the the hospitality writer, how much care is not given to that? Where I'm like, I don't even know if I want to drink this bottled water, let alone <laughs> trusting some, you know, sound guy's brother to go pick out a dozen oysters for yeah. you. <laughs> that sounds frightening, especially oh, yeah. like right before you go on stage in front of thousands of people. Let's roll the dice with these raw oysters. Yeah, it's very true. It's risky as hell. Talking about bad riders, about it must have been about ten years ago now. In a previous band, 
the singer of this band did a backflip off the stage, headbutted the stage, <laughs> and then uh, was like semi-concussed, a little bit bleeding. So we went backstage and he got a bottle of water out of like the fridge freezer section and was holding it against his face all night. And then we woke up in the morning in the hotel. Was, there's like eight of us in the hotel room. And someone's like, what is that smell? It stinks. And then we realised that someone had pissed in the bottle and put it back in no, the freezer. No. And he had spent all night with his bottle of piss against his face. It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> and we were happy about it. <laughs> Damn. Damn, that is fucked up, man. Touring is so nasty. Like, it's so nasty. I can't believe people do it. Honestly, like, I can't believe people tour in that way. And I'm glad that you made it out of the slums and now you're playing big festivals in European nations that I can barely pronounce um, <clears throat> because that's when you know you've arrived because you guys aren't you're you're in a bus you're doing it right you're staying at a Holiday Inn Express I think that kind of like yes yeah, says it well but festivals are the worst like taking a shit in a port toilet before you go on stage is still horrible it's such a horrible <laughs> feeling yeah it, it takes you a few songs to get into the set a few I, songs can ima- I can imagine oh, yeah. that I can imagine it takes a little time but <laughs> I mean festivals just seem awful to me except you get to see bands you like I guess but it just seems like it because you, you're in and out right you only go for the day that you play you're not hanging out all weekend it depends we did Glastonbury recently and that actually Glastonbury was my first time there and it was absolutely brilliant I really enjoyed watching the bands I watched Kendrick Lamar absolutely amazing sorry sorry to hear that sorry to hear that go ahead first time ever at glasgow yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's my first time as well uh, uh not a not a not patriotic one and also also an unorganized <laughs> one but i went but i went to the toilet i went to the toilet and the horror the absolute horror like every time i felt like i needed a shit <laughs> i'd be like i could feel my anxiety i was getting like, you didn't get sweats i was terrified the horror in that toilet <laughs> oh, can we tell you didn't get... there was a rumor going around as well that someone had fallen in there as well so Tom, can we tell the story about the cds no okay all right i I would prefer to just leave it at that perfect timing yeah that's that was incredible i mean i I think so it's always been my kind of anglophile dream to attend glastonbury but i will only want to go if oasis reunites and it's kind of like i'm getting the alexa chung treatment you know like i fly in i met her i met her there did you did she take a liking to you or no did you get the digits did you get her mobile (laughs) no god no mate look at me uh, (laughs) she she was i used to play in a band and she's friends with the keyboard player from that band and i was chatting to her and she was dancing at my girlfriend so Uh, you guys have been in a lot of bands anybody we recognize from our years reading nme online nah Uh, but you guys kind of come from a little bit of like a like a hardcore background a wee bit is that safe to say yeah probably more so me yeah yeah um okay i've done like all sorts of bands that have lasted about 12 minutes and stuff like that okay okay so what kind of hardcore are we talking about are were we ever london straight edge mate no never i was i was actually in a straight edge band but i was the only one who wasn't straight edge but they were cool with it so that, okay. that actually works out quite well when you tour europe because you get all the drinks tokens to yourself okay now you're talking now you're talking tj language but then the flip side of that is you're the only one who's drunk so. but there was a pretty big straight edge scene in london right it's not it's not that even though your culture even though culture is is drinking there i feel like there's some yeah, straight yeah. edge heads yeah, actually uh places like canterbury and leeds were much bigger for straight edge but the um the hardcore scene in London was a thing called the London Boys Union, LBU, and it, it had some pretty classic bands in it. But they were kind of, they actually were more into their, their beer and coke and 
That sounds like the straight edge bands where we're from too. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that mean not straight edge. Yeah, Jason yeah. Smor- <laughs> Jason Smorge County. You ever heard of Eighteen Visions, bro? You're, oh, Eighteen like- Visions, hundred percent, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, being straight oh, yeah. edge is awesome until you discover how great cocaine feels. <laughs> I mean, do you remember that band called uh, American Nightmare? Of course. That- yeah, we've had the singer on this podcast. We see right. Wes around because he's around LA. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, I mean, we used to know Wes when they were all straight edge in Boston and stuff like that and then he sort of lost the edge and everyone ignored him and it was really like I remember thinking like this is one of the best bands around like why would you ignore them but yeah they were mm. very they're very moral and that the weird thing was they're okay with me because I was up front about the fact I was never ever going to be straight edge you take one look at me like, <laughs> that dude has never not taken drugs in his life <laughs> that guy's taking drugs right now <laughs> yeah yeah when did you start well, are we talking like were you a high school partier or did it take you a little longer in life to get to the yay I don't really take it to be honest I'm much more into like weed and like magic mushrooms that kind of stuff mm-hmm. I find I find I find coke is quite like it's quite handy if you're tired. That's the most British thing I've ever heard. It's quite handy. A little bump in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> How are you guys? Because, you know, I used to manage a band um, and I was always quite impressed because I was a big party guy and so were they. And we would do the same amount or more of different substances and then they would have to take the stage and perform for an hour and they would just nail it, you know, because it was just like right. second nature. Now, are you able to do that as you get older? Like, if you're seeing fucking stars looking in the sky when you're on mushrooms, can you still hit your hit your time? No. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, okay. Uh, Tom, okay. Do you do Does it matter? Tom? No. <laughs> we had a show in Oxford. Was it on? I think the, the last UK tour we did before the pandemic. And I kept looking over at Tom and I was like, man, he's really fucking hating this show. And I was like, sounds really great. The audience really loving it. And I was like, oh man, I feel really bad for him. He's really hating it. Then after the show, I was like, are you okay? He's like, I'm so stoned. <laughs> he was just stood dead. Dude, stood. I don't know. I was having a great time. So you can get, <laughs> so you can get John Blaze before you touch the stage, but anything else maybe you, you want to stay away from. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm partial to a few drinks before I play, and that doesn't make me a good player. Yeah. It just really doesn't. But weed, weed's weird. It does. Like, I really, you really get into playing with your stones. Yeah. Yeah. Alcohol, you just get sloppy and you just miss your chords and stuff like that. Yeah. I like to drink before and during, but my main issue is needing to go to the toilet. So I have to like limit how much I drink mm. based on how long the set is. Well, Chris, we need to tell them about the, the shiwi. Yeah. Have you guys heard about the shiwi? Yeah, but that's not going to help. <laughs> Apparent. Well, if it's good enough for the 1975, it's good enough for you guys. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> we just learned about the Shiwi from from George for the 1975, funny. and he was saying that maybe this is what because their set now that they're doing is like two hours long. Oh god, that poor audience. He's just. <laughs> <laughs> And he was like, not everyone's a fan. Got it. Okay. Haters. All right, fine. And he was like, he was like, the set's just too fucking long. I don't know what to do. And then he was like, maybe we should get a, we should do like a Shiwi. And I was like, I've never heard of that. And then he sent me a link and, but you guys have heard of this. So this must be a popular British thing. Yeah. But as in a Shiwi, it just helps, uh, women urinate in public, right? Yeah. That's what I thought, Chris. Cause I was, I was telling my life partner about the Shiwi and she's like, why the fuck is a guy using it? Well, while first he's of all, down? the whole point of it is for, a, of a woman to 
simulate a male guys to stand and, would you and guys leave. all fucking relax it's obviously just a joke okay everybody stop get it get out well, of your well, little don't joke here because it's a serious problem it's a serious problem we have on stage <laughs> yeah Chris, I, just I have was, no idea it was a joke honestly i just think it's more because they make shiwi makes a range of products <laughs> if you go to their if you go to their website so i think there is room to maybe customize something and make it more for the male genitalia as well so you are able to piss in in a in a bottle. Well, I did. I did tell that to my girlfriend as well, and she said, "So a diaper? Just wear a diaper on stage." Basically, okay. basically. I'm done with that. I'll try anything once. Yeah, have you guys tried that before? You're looking into it, or is this the first time you've thought of it? We're trying to get custom ones. Have you guys ever taken a wee break while in the middle of a set? You're just like, "Sorry, guys, I can't do it." Oh, we when we do an encore, normally uh, one of us runs to the toilet. Hold on, hold on, you guys. You guys do an encore? It seems like pretty early. <laughs> well, it's just, it seems a little. Why are you so surprised? It seems a little that? premature. I don't know. I mean, you guys have a lot of music, of course, but, you know, I just, I just feel like you would maybe frown on the, on that just based on your personalities. They're, sh- they're showmen at the end of the day. It's a toilet break. Okay. Okay. So you, you come back, you do your Stevie Nicks cover after you take a piss and it feels, it just feels better that way. Every, every, I, I've done a lot of DJing in my day and every time I, I have to go pee, and then I come back, I feel like Tiesto, like flying on an airplane. It's It really changes the way that you perform once you've finally relieved yourself. It feels amazing. Yeah. When I used to DJ, I had tracks that I used to play when I needed to pee. Yeah, that long one, man. Yeah, yeah. Is there an understood track in the DJ community that is the best for that? As a, If you're a, a big room, not not big room EDM, but more of an open open format DJ, is there a go-to track that all DJs agree upon? Everything by Godspeed You Black Emperor. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Good call. Good yeah, call, anything good call. Godspeed that'll uh, that'll buy you seventeen and a half minutes. Yeah, yeah. I used to do a uh, Donna Summer. I feel love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it doesn't get boring. It's it's good enough. You can play the whole like twelve inch version. That's a perfect example, and it's like eight minutes long or something like that. Yeah, and that's all I need. <laughs> you can get a little cigarette break in that as well. <laughs> you you can have a shit and cook a meal, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then have another. <laughs> damn perfect song so are you doing much djing anymore or have you retired like jason because now you're a, a, a famous musician no we have our own show yeah <laughs> we've uh actually back to simon Bond. we had a we all had our own show on six music uh end of last year and we got to have a guest and simon Bond was my guest damn. um and then at the moment we've all got we've got a monthly is it monthly tom on nts yeah monthly yeah. no i don't mean that i don't mean that fucking brooklyn white boy shit i mean are you in the club fucking <laughs> with four cdjs going absolutely fucking crazy jason i'm in the club right now <laughs> don't tell me don't tell me don't tell me about your little fuck your your nts fuck. give me a break dude come on yeah That's dude, like... this is my selection of japanese jazz from 1940s yeah, yeah. No, he's talking about... i'm talking about real shit bro i'm talking about bottle service i'm talking about chicks i'm talking about fun i'm not talking about nts yeah you totally got us there <laughs> None of that. Okay. No fun. Okay, so you're saying that you do an NTS show every month where you DJ and put together a set, but you never feel like touching the pioneer at Chiltern? <laughs> I don't understand. Just a little pub gig. I, I used to do them years ago, and uh, I really enjoyed it. I'd like to get back into it, especially while while on the road. Uh, a bit of a touring DJ would be fun. Yeah, you can make a little extra cash. No, that's yeah. that's what we do on stage. You make a little side money, and then the best part about DJing is you don't have to split it with all those, those fucking bandmates. You know what I mean? Sorry, say that again. That sounds great. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, so this NTS show, because I make fun of Jason for listening to NTS all the time. Um, even though it's good, I, I just, I don't know what it is. I just love to make fun of it. Um, and I don't know. Do, they don't pay you, just to clear it up. Mm, I don't think so, no. No. I don't feel like we're getting paid. They're not pay- well, they're, they're, we're not seeing the yeah. money if we get paid. I don't paid feel like it. I'm getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think they pay you, but it's it can it can be good exposure for an emerging artist. So it's just straight, it's just... It's just straight vibes then. You're just doing it for the love of the music and to kind of get there with your homies, have a couple pints and mix it up. Well, also also if you love DJing and making mixes, there isn't really like a good home for that. Yeah. You know, you can't just put your mix on Spotify or Apple. It's worth mentioning that when we did the me and Lewis did a mix for six music and they said you can't play half of this. <laughs> like you just can't. It's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh. It's like it's like yeah, I see. Okay. Particularly because the show was going to come out when the Queen died. And they were like, that's offensive. That's offensive. That's offensive. That's offensive. What was, what, we was, like, <laughs> what was so offensive? Was the Sex Pistols hitting that hard? For, them? <laughs> right, to be honest, to be honest, for some reason, this entire country went absolutely crazy when the Queen died. So it's like, if you had anything in drop D, they were like, no, nah, too offensive. No. Nah. Really? <laughs> Not drop yeah, D. Yeah, anything too. with anything with a somber mood to it, let's we, we best not play that. Yeah, oh man, some of the stuff they said no to was crazy. Yeah. I mean I we've talked to a lot of people about this, but it was it felt like a lot of people just kind of had a cop out, you know, like Raf Simmons canceled his show. It feels like the samples weren't ready. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like <laughs> if, if Berber, Ber, Burberry Burberry <laughs> has the contract with the with the family, they have to do it. But I feel like everybody else, you know, I don't know. It just, it just seems like it seems like it was a lot of like, were your local restaurants closed and shit, or was it? Oh yeah, could you still get around town? No, you couldn't get around town, right? <laughs> they were like, they were closing bike racks. <laughs> what? what bike rack? I'm serious. What do you mean? Yeah. Like, so you could- you, you're not allowed to train your bike. You're not allowed to train your bike to this bike rack during this period because the queen is dead. Wow. That's the that yeah, is I'm st- that's not even a joke. That's serious. No, I believe it. That is fucking twisted. <laughs> we were in the states when it was her funeral. Thank God. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's it's really funny meeting people who are like, "We're sorry for your loss," and we're like, "Thank you." <laughs> it's really hard. Can I get an upgrade? <laughs> can I get an upgrade? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can get business class. Can I get a top up? <laughs> <laughs> you just want a free refill at Starbucks, and they that exactly. yeah, yeah. So, somebody just. Keep sending you Pim's cups from across exactly. the bar. Yeah. Do you wish now? Do you wish you were home so you could have experienced it with your fellow countrymen? Nope. <laughs> Fuck no. No. Okay. Because <laughs> okay. I wouldn't. If I would have been there and I couldn't have gone to one of my little restaurants or gotten my tea at Claridge's, I would have been quite upset. Um. So I, I'm. I. But I also don't. As a ang- known Anglophile, the only thing I don't understand about you and your people is the dedication to the royal family. It's something we brought up with all of our Brits. I, I, what I would say is that there is no dedication to the, the royal family, like, or rather that it's kind of a, a much smaller part of the community than you think it is. It's more that the, mm. it's, uh, the fascination it has globally is, you know, it, it is weird. I, fucking, I don't give a fucking shit about the monarchy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But the crown is a great, the crown is a great series. I, <laughs> I, I love Emma Corrin as much as the next guy, but I don't understand. I guess my issue is none of them are hot, you know? 
And that's kind of what we, in America, usually we demand that of our famous people. Yeah, all of our presidents and politicians are very hot. That's why your country's the best country on earth. That's right. <laughs> that's right. We put, we put looks first, <laughs> goddammit. No, Jason, I don't mean, but, but we don't, we look at, the, the royal family is different than the president. No, of, of course they are, but they still have some government sure power and swing though right? yeah but i'm saying because we don't we don't we don't have an equivalent no they have no constitutional power at all yeah they're, they're meant to like sign off when like there's a new president as a new prime minister which we have like every week at the moment <laughs> but apart from that they don't really do anything yeah i mean on paper they don't but you get the feeling that there's some some strings being pulled in the back maybe not really no I mean, what happened was when we had our civil war mm-hmm they, uh, we had uh, Oliver Cromwell became the head of state, and we were we were briefly a republic. And then he realised this is a lot of bullshit work being head of state. <laughs> let's, get, let's get the monarchy back, and they can do the bullshit bit of waving at everyone, uh. and then the parliament will get on with the actual work of power. Whereas, so basically, we have a very expensive group of people who just wave <laughs> at things, and uh, the actual power mongers just get on with the work behind the scenes. Very smart move. Very smart. I would love to be a a well-paid waiver. That sounds like a great job to me. (laughs) And you get all the, I mean, you get the Range Rovers and stuff and the houses in the country. I've got two words for you, my friend. The crown. I mean, I I honestly haven't watched that because. No one's fucking happy on that show. I I haven't watched that, but people seem to really like it. I just can't. It's it's just, it's too popular. I lose interest. But you're saying that you're saying it's a must watch. Is that what you're saying? I think so. I mean. It's fictionalized, obviously, but even recent history shows the royal family are not happy people. Oh, yeah. They're all pedophiles. <laughs> they're all <laughs> they're all half they're all half deranged, deeply unhappy, deeply flawed, deranged people. All that waving's made them all go mad. So it's just like the church, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And they're the head of the church. Yeah. Um, you guys, you guys just did uh, Primavera here in L.A. a couple months ago, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> I would love to see your thoughts, your your scene report on Los Angeles. Okay, we're contrasting because I fucking love LA. Lewis is a little bit less convinced. I'm slowly getting into it, but uh, traditionally used to hate it. In different bands or like just coming as a tourist or something? No, no, I, I wish I could pretend it was a long time ago. Uh, with this band <laughs> in the past couple of years. <laughs> okay, okay. No, I mean, it's definitely not for everyone. I don't get, uh, I, have, I have my issues with, I, think I like to drink. Mm-hmm. And I don't get the idea that you have to drive everywhere. Sure, sure. It's called drunk driving. You should try it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that's it. We we don't drink drive in the UK. That's because that's because you guys are too drunk. You know, that's the difference. It's like <laughs> no, because they have a bus that you can just get on and it takes you and it works. Versus the bus in in Los Angeles is yeah, you can't take the tube here. That's mm-hmm. for sure. But look, if you're only here for a couple days and you're hitting the pub with your mates, like you can't spring for an Uber. I thought the band was doing pretty well. We're doing well, but not Uber well. <laughs> walk on tour we're do- yeah slow down money bag <laughs> we're doing well we're doing well enough to have a bb6 mix but we're not doing well enough to get the uber black back to the back yeah, to the exactly. hollywood edition you know that's that's too much we had to walk to the bbc <laughs> like i like to do a pub crawl yeah like i got like i'll go into soho and i'll kind of go to six seven different bars depending on how long we're out for and kind of like walk around and that's kind of what I like. That's what I like. I like people watching. There's no one on the streets in LA. That's true. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. Well, we're we're actually we're going to be going to London together. I mean, we we've both been separately many times. We're going together for some business in January. What's the number one Soho pub for Jason 
to have a couple have a couple cold ones and blast some cigs outside with the locals. Hopefully one where you could smoke indoors. I know that doesn't really exist too much anymore, but if you have a secret one, let me no. know. If you go to Germany, you can do that. No one gives a shit in Germany. <laughs> yeah. As in, we were okay. in Germany recently, and there's loads of no Not smoking worth it. signs. Like, as in too many. I was like... Why is there so many no smoking signs here? And they're like, because everyone smokes inside. Yeah. And I was like, okay. You can't read the signs because of the smoke. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll, pass, I'll pass this over to Lewis because Lewis is Mr. Soho. He's the king of Soho. So there's a, a lot of pubs in Soho of the same name. Okay. So you have to be kind of like quite careful with that. Okay. Do you have an example? I know there like there's probably like a hundred different places called the something arms. Yeah. Perhaps. Well, as in I'm trying to search now, so I can find free coaching horses in Soho. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. one of them is the best one. So they're actually all not too bad, but the, the one that's on Greek Street is the main one. Okay. okay. And I go there so much that rec- uh, a few months ago uh someone who works behind the bar was like do you work around here and i was like no <laughs> she was like do you, do you live around here i was like no she was like you're always in here and i was like i like this pub <laughs> um, I, I, I just like it well what is the now what is the draw is it the crowd is it the barmaids is it the jukebox what what is the draw for you oh so okay no music perfect yeah. hell yeah but they have a piano they have a they have a piano, and one day a week they do like old Cockney songs around the piano. Okay, okay, I like uh, that. It's kind, of, it's kind of just off the main road enough that it doesn't really get any kind of tourists. It's kind of just people who work around there, or people who kind of just know Soho well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a big outside area where you can smoke and you can stand on the street. And there's not a lot of pubs around Soho have like a security guard restricting you on the pavement and stuff. And at this pub, you can just stand in the road. Okay, and, uh, okay, I see what's giving you shit. They also do. They also do the. They do the best Guinness in Soho. Okay, what makes it? What makes a Guinness the best? If I, because I thought a beer is a beer. That's a good fucking question. That is <laughs> That's a good fucking question. There's a few little tests you can do. Okay. So when you first get it, so you can you can kind of see. Well, one, you need it needs to be in a proper glass. To like the hold the on, hold on. on Pro- As opposed to being poured into your hands. Yeah. What, what do you What do you mean by a proper glass? Just a proper pint glass, perfectly sized. Is it cold? Is it room temp? What do we What's your preferred? Uh, a room temperature Guinness glass. Okay. Like there's a there's an Instagram called Shit London Guinness, and they just uh, post pictures of bad pints of Guinness from around <laughs> London, and they'd be like a Guinness in a Stella glass, oh. or like a Guinness in like a wine glass. Damn. And like legit, like people got served this. Sacrilege. That is some niche. That is some niche content right there. Oh yeah. Okay, so it needs to be a branded a Guinness branded glass. You don't want any brand mixing. No, 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 not at all. No, yeah, Guinness has a specific glass. You know the temperature the carbonation the pour the flavor how old it is there's a zillion things you gotta put into it i'm, I'm assuming and also to my favorite to do uh with guinness geeks is <laughs> to tip the glass slightly to the side and the head of the like the beer kind of floats out the glass and it almost looks like it's a solid or like almost like jelly and you can kind of you can kind of pour it quite far without it coming out of the glass and that's the sign of a good guinness wow okay wow this is getting scientific i thought this was merely aesthetic based but you're saying there's there's some there's some like actual consequences there's a lot of technique into it well question is it sacrilegious to a guinness geek to have a guinness mixed with cider or mixed with champagne or any of those other combinations what do you think oh we did those didn't we lewis when we signed our record deal with champagne <laughs> <laughs> we did no we did we, what did we do we did it with champagne and what was the other one was it with whiskey or something you can just dump anything into the shit oh i mean you technically can but it's such yeah. a bitter 
kind of dark, heavy flavor. So then people will mix it with a bright kind of sweet cider or, or a light champagne, and mm. it creates a nice contrast. What's What's normally quite classic is uh, is black currant. Normally, people quite like that's it. actually very nice. Wait, what's that? Like black currant juice. Oh, you guys are <laughs> fucking freaks, man. I, I'm I'm all set on that. Why don't you just have a vodka soda and a couple bumps like a normal man? I don't understand this. I don't, I don't understand. You guys have such a weird drinking culture in the states, though. Of like, I like a pint. As in, I don't get the small can of beer and a, sh- of, a shot of bad whiskey and just doing that for an hour then going home. <laughs> well, <laughs> that seems to be, that's what I see when I'm in the States. And then the other side, the other side is like these crazy strong IPAs. They're, in, they're insane. It's like, it's like eating a meal. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it is probably quite filling. I'm proud to say as a person who's sober that I, I stopped partying before the IPA rush ex- experience. Oh, uh, you were lucky. So I, I've literally never had one, um, but I hate the cans. So I feel some sort of, you know, I feel like I'm I'm doing my part uh, to kind of fight the good fight. You don't like those IPA makers expressing themselves artistically on the cans. I just really don't think that that's the place to express it. it it's like everything doesn't need to look like a bad Grateful Dead tape. <laughs> I also don't want to pay $12 for a can of beer. Yeah, we were in Germany recently yeah, exactly. and we drank some of these these. There's a region in Germany called Cologne. They make their own very specific lager called Kolsch. And on on the glasses, it says established in 1559, whatever. And you're sort of like, right. So that took 500 years to get that that good. Or it's been that, or at least it's been that good for 500 fucking years. People set up an IPA within one week and they're sort of making beer the next week. And then you get these massive headaches. There's a reason for that. It's because they're fucking shit. <laughs> they're, making a sh- they're making a shit beer that's full of awful chemicals. So, so you're saying that you only want an old world kind of before Christ type lager. You're not interested in these newfangled brewery born, you know, hipster beers with. We've kind of grown out of it over here a bit. We've kind of gone back to kind of like just standard like hells and kind of stuff like that. Uh, and that kind of seems to be the fashion at the moment, which I'm very happy about. Like a beer you can drink all night. We we kind of started doing session beers, which I kind of got the tone wrong originally, where they're like two or three percent, so you can drink them for like 24 hours straight. But uh, yeah. I, I quite like the yeah, just like a 4.5 five percent, just hells. I like that like you're looking. Now. I like that your mm-hmm. your criteria for a good beer is I could drink this for 24 hours straight, kind of <laughs> still be standing. That's what I'm looking for when I'm kind of, okay, that, that makes a lot of sense. It's like my issue with, with people doing the small cans and the shots. I want to be out in the pub for as long as possible. That's where you feel most at home. Whereas America's like, I need to get blacked out as soon as possible. Oh, yeah, of course. It's worth saying that Lewis is living in a house that has a pub in its garden right now. <laughs> it's true. Wait, wait, hold on. So are you living? Because I know that in, in the UK, you can you can stay at the pub. They have a <laughs> chamber rooms or whatever, like a, a hotel above it. Yeah. Are you living in a? Are you living in a pub? Are you an alcoholic? No, <laughs> no, uh, both. Uh, so, um, I am uh, because we're touring so much. I moved in with my sister and her husbands, and they have a house. Uh, and in the back of the garden, my brother-in-law built a fully functioning. I've got friends who own bars which have less stock than they have. <laughs> Uh, it's got bar pumps. It's got a. Uh, it's a. It's quite a big room. You could like. Uh, it's probably bigger than some bars, and uh, it's fully wow. stocked. We often go over to watch the. Yeah, often go over to watch the football. <laughs> I also I also love Lewis the way you just said. Mm-hmm. I've got my brother. I moved in with my brother-in-law and my sister in a house. <laughs> <laughs> like, cause it's like. It's so unusual now that someone lives in a house. No one is. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I say that because 
<laughs> Jerry, name someone we know who lives in a house. Apart from me. Just you. Just you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So in America, we have a man cave. And then over there, you guys have a man garden is what it sounds like. Yeah. And then you can do, you could watch the footy, smoke some cigarettes, talk about tits and stuff like that. That's exactly what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I mean, you guys don't make enough money over there. That's my main gripe with the, with the UK. I feel like the salaries are too low. You get grown men with roommates. It's, it's hard to not only party, but to probably have sexual intercourse with strangers. So I don't know what I don't, what can you do to remedy that besides becoming a rock star? This ain't helping either. I've got no idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't go on a podcast, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, don't podcast podcasting is not gonna help any of this. Um, but that's that's kind of our fault, I guess. But yeah, I don't understand the salaries are so low that grown ups have to have roommates. That's something that we gotta oh, talk I, to Parliament about. I said this to Tom the other day. Someone who we worked with in the States did a post about um I think it might be like a restaurant or a bar that they worked that was looking for staff for one night. And it's like a six hour shift and they were getting $180. And I was like, in the UK, a six hour shift in a bar like that is £10 an hour. You get £60. And you don't, and if you have a break, you don't get paid for the break. So it's like, like a Damn. quarter of the amount. You don't even get paid for a break? Yeah. With a pound, yeah. with the, uh, a pound and yeah. a dollar pretty much being equal at the moment. Fuck. it's cool for it's pretty cool for us though yeah i can't wait i can't wait to come, come blow some pounds at selfridges baby don't forget though yeah. if you get really drunk that night and you get hit by a car you can go to the nhs for free uh yeah i forgot i forgot about that okay all right Rela- <laughs> all right Re- relax mr no, it's, Frontline it is good for small injuries but you guys don't have specialists over there like we do you know so yeah yeah you don't have any who t- specialists. who told you that <laughs> Who, yeah, who told you that? Just American propaganda, normal stuff. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Where we get our news, they kind of tell us stuff about you guys, you know, and um, I, I've heard that as well. No, like, you guys I, have great doctors over there. It's more so that's what we tell the Canadians whenever they try to rub it in our faces that they have, you know, things like health insurance and health care. Uh, yeah. And then we're like, okay, well, then one of you has like a brain tumor you got to get you got to come down to Boston or something like that to do it anyway. Oh yeah, I mean there's So we got that yeah, going there's, for there's, us. There's specialists. I mean like the NHS isn't free cuz it's run by amateurs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> enthusiasts. <laughs> I'm an enthusiast. You guys were talking a lot about the NHS for a while. I kept seeing all this stuff and merchandise and shit. Um, so I'm glad to hear that you guys haven't backed off from that. Oh, I'll be very proud of it. Well, they were the true heroes of the lockdown. They were the ones that sorted everything out. Like they were, they were the best. And now they're being treated like shit. So everyone's uh, trying mm. to sort them out. They're gonna actually. The nurses are gonna go on strike soon. So there's uh, gonna be loads of press about what scum the nurses are. But they're actually not. They're great. Sure. Well, I only read the Daily Mail for my British news, so I kind of <laughs> find out, which I hear is not the best. But that's kind of just. I like the way it looks. All the ads and stuff. It looks. It's fun to use on my computer yeah that's, that, that's fucked up yeah that's <laughs> well i mean they did the great coverage on donald trump's uh ugly daughter's wedding this weekend like, you can't really get that stuff you can't really get that stuff everywhere in the in the time that i need it like instantaneously so i just want to give them a, a shout out for that it wasn't the guardian but quite low down yeah see <laughs> I, I need above the fold tiffany trump wedding coverage you can yeah. only get that on the dailymail.co.uk and that's like a that's the gift that keeps on giving the only time i find myself on that shitty website is when i google something about a football player maybe about like transfer news and it's the only fucking website that comes up 
And then it says, like, accept cookies. I'm like, oh, I don't want to give the Daily Mail my shit. And then, uh, yeah, I just choose a different sport. And also, they lie about the football as well. Really? Yeah. <laughs> they're all liars as well, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, are they saying that the football players are, are actually faithful to their wives or something? Or is it, like, a lie that matters? Stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, more, it's more like transfer rumors. Like, oh, Ronaldo's going to sign for Arsenal. And it's like, that's not true. Okay, but why? how do you know it's not true? You got inside. Are you, are you an inside man at Arsenal? Or are you just <laughs> guessing? No, I know. I got people in high place. We, we actually, we actually, uh, Lewis actually, uh, actually does. Yeah, yeah. Who do you guys support, by the way? Just Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal. We're both Arsenal fans. Yeah. All right. Go Gunners. Are they good? Top of the league, mate. Top of the league. We're top of the league. Oh, okay, top of the league. Does that mean number one? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to make sure it wasn't some sort of British, you know. British slang. It actually means it actually means number yeah, one. Yeah, that could just mean they're trying their their hardest. But no, they're they're number <laughs> one over Man City, Newcastle, top. And sad to see Man U down at number five, isn't it, guys? Nope. <laughs> I guess I'm asking the wrong people. Yeah, if you are. Yeah, fuck, fuck, fuck those no, guys. Yeah, yeah, that's your that's your your rival, right? No, not a rival. It's Tottenham. Just, yeah, yeah. We despise okay, Tottenham. Tottenham. Okay. Yeah. Fuck, fuck off, Tottenham. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> fuck off, Tottenham. How often? How often are you guys going to the matches and getting absolutely hammered while you support your team while wearing a jersey? And does it say like the band name on the back or is it just regular? <laughs> you can't drink at the stadiums. What? 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 Because of, because of the violence? You can drink at the stadium, but you can't drink in the stands. You can't sit with a drink. You have oh. to... So I made the mistake the last time I was there of ordering two beers, heading into the seats, and the guy says, you can't take those in. So I had to drink them both. You got to skull them. In about two seconds. <laughs> And then I sat down. I was, I was sat down, and I was so drunk. I don't remember any of the game. Because you know, here in the U.S., I, I just I recently was in Atlanta, where I'm from, and I took my dad to a Falcons game, American football, and um, I, I I was just checking out some of the prices. You know, people love to complain about the prices at these things. So is the pint price astronomical when you're supporting Arsenal, or is it a little more reasonable? No, it's fucking astronomical. Well, gentlemen, the last time I was there, I was inside a player's box, so I did not pay for it. There it is. There it is. <laughs> all right, big. All right, big dick. Are you saying to me? Are you saying to me that there's a football player that listens to dry cleaning and not Bad Bunny? Because I don't believe you. Yep, there is. I teed you up. For this wow. Ten minutes ago, Lewis. I teed you up for this. I know. I waited. I, 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 try, I was trying to be modest for a bit. <laughs> I'll clean that up in post. Which player is gay? I would love to know. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't? <laughs> okay, so you're over. You're you're in one of the boxes at the Emirates Stadium, putting some pints back, looking down at the punters. So there's like a room, and it's like full of free beer and like pictures of the player and stuff. And then mm-hmm. you can see the pitch from the room. But if you have a drink in your hands, they make you close the blinds because you're not allowed to technically drink and watch the game at the same oh. time. So is it is it like a, what is the rule? Is it a religious thing? Is it a violence thing? Or is it just common British manners and decency? Doubt it. Probably the second <laughs> one is probably to stop violence and stuff. Yeah. It yeah okay. It's not a religious thing. It's not, yeah, manners thing. Now, in your in your younger days, have either of you been involved in any football-related violence? No, I, I always, that's, that's not fucking embarrassing man it's a fucking sport do, 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 do you know do you know what's worse though it's coming <laughs> so where i've moved to i get the train kind of to london bridge and there's like Millwall, which is kind of 
traditionally like a London kind of like hooligan team. On a Saturday, there's so many kind of like 14 year olds and 15 year olds wearing Stone Islands, which is like the clothing that's worn by hooligans, sure. just with like a crate of beer under their arms, just all screaming at each other, just trying to get into fights. So it's kind of it disappeared for a few years. It's coming back, dude. You can't cl- you, you can't claim that. You can't claim that Millwall ever stopped having football violence. Come on! No, but it's not. It's, like, it's, the, the, they, they invent. They invent. But the youth are getting back into it now. It kind of. It, I thought it was dying out. There's a renaissance of hooliganism. So right, right, if right. you're on, I mean, there's nothing Thank more God. of a pain in the ass than a group of 15 year olds, 16 year olds drunk. Yeah, it's very annoying. But so, so you're on the train. They're all carrying on. If you've got your Arsenal hat on, you'll maybe tuck it under into your coat, or do you wear it proudly? And and die on your die on your feet, not on your knees. I just ran and cried. <laughs> yeah, they they were like trying to pick you up. Just people. There was cry. a guy. They were like, "That guy's wearing a Chelsea shirt." It's Darren, oh Darren, that guy's wearing a Chelsea shirt. And uh, they were trying to start people in the train station. It was a uh, see. That's not fair. Not to an innocent bystander. If you're not from the streets, they can't. You know, if you're like a dad in a Chelsea mm-hmm. shirt, you, yeah. you're not part of this. You got to leave them alone. That's not fair. Unless it's a Tottenham shirt, then give them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, give them the business. Are you guys now when you travel or to protect yourself? Do you keep a razor blade kind of in your mouth, or is there some other sort of weapon that you keep on you to protect yourself from these children? No. <laughs> you guys aren't a master of the blade or something. <laughs> what is it? What is it with Americans and arming yourselves all the time? What are, and weapons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> chill out. <laughs> I wish we could chill out. You come come to L.A., bro. It's crazy out here. I got to keep that thing on me. Yeah, yeah it's crazy because you've all got weapons on you. I don't. I don't have the only weapon I have are my fucking two fists, and you don't want to see the other side of those, chief. Well, I mean, if if <laughs> if they banned guns, then it wouldn't be a problem. But I don't think we're gonna ever ban guns here. So everyone one just has to get a gun because oh yeah and you guys don't shoot them they're gonna yeah, shoot you, you guys talk all this shit but you can get stabbed all over london with a little knife you guys have these mm-hmm. cute little knives I got, you know i got stabbed twice today <laughs> <laughs> it's like a mosquito bite it just happens you have to go on with your day we're so used to it it's a small stabbing the nhs is so busy i don't even bother them with this stuff like <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is kind of this is kind of this is low low hanging fruit stuff i kind of have to chin keep up moving. then chin up <laughs> <laughs> um all right guys well thank you guys uh thank you guys so much for chatting with us taking the time and uh congrats on the album rollout and the, and the great reception it's getting we're uh, we're both fans over here and yeah we, we are. appreciate it oh thanks very much thanks. love the artwork we read about it today we found a story about the artwork it's so so cool yeah chris wanted to know if it was an actual image or if it was like a photoshop creation no it's an, it's an actual image I had a feeling. We we know where all the pubes came from. It's from one person, and over a Zoom, he kind of pointed around his body where they came from. <laughs> Damn! Of course, we talk about the coolest thing at the very end. <laughs> you guys are twist. You guys are twisting cats. I, I love it. I love it. Uh, the album. Also, can I? Yeah, please go ahead. Can I just say thank you for uh, actually reading an article and then not re-asking the question. Actually, just reading it, be like, we've read the article. We know the answer. Yeah, compared to everyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That never happens. No, that's why. That's why we're the best guys. We're not one of these little publications that ma- makes money and matters. You know, we're not I mean? here to <laughs> teach our audience about you. We're here to talk about different ways that you can pour beers and stuff. <laughs> exactly, and, and also yeah, yeah. stabbings. <laughs> yeah, and stabbings, of course. Uh, stump work. The album from dry cleaning. Uh, in stores everywhere now, fellas. Uh, we will see you soon. 
Thanks very much for having us. Take care. If, if you want, if you want to have a beer when you're in London, let us know. Oh, oh, we will. We we definitely need to tap in with the gods. Absolutely, we'll let you know. Have a good evening. Later, fellas. Later. Bye. Bye. Things are shit, but they're gonna be okay. And I'm gonna see the otters. There aren't any otters. There are. Well, we can check. And I'm gonna see the water caterpillar. Purple hair in the co-op. shoulder bag You scrape your t-shirt thin Is everything alright with you? It's autumn windy webs Well things are shit but they're gonna be okay And I'm gonna see the otters There aren't any otters There are Well we can check And I'm gonna see the water caterpillar there's no such thing. Hmm? Nice idea. I'm pro tidy. A lot of faff. Don't push the door. Automatic door. St. Mark's trousers, my trousers, your trousers. Can you not?